This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack has you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. And welcome in to the latest edition of 5th Avenue Faceoff. Hi, how are you? I'm Chris Mack. If you're watching this on the 93.7 The Fan YouTube page, Thank you, first of all. Second of all, make sure you tap that little notification bell down there if you have not already to make sure you get notified as soon as new videos are posted to the 93.7 The Fan account, including full episodes of This Rat Chia, which is Fifth Avenue Faceoff, if you're listening. However you get your podcasts, we appreciate it and appreciate you tabbing that, that little uh, tapping that little subscription button or follow button, whatever you got to do to make sure you get notified of new episodes as soon as they're available in whatever app you use to get your podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, or your free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it today and take everything with you, including, well, Fifth Avenue Faceoff. So the Pens lose 3-2 to the Nashville Predators on Tuesday night in overtime. We can talk about the particulars of that game quickly, but I want to get into a bit of a quarter poll report card because that's where the bulk of the league is now. You scroll up and down the standings, just about everybody has played somewhere between 20 and 22 games. There are a handful of outliers uh, like the Caps, the Senators, uh, the Kings, uh, who have all played somewhere around 17, 18, 19 games. But again, for the most part, the bulk of the league, 28 or 29 out of the 32 franchises, have played between 20 and 23 games. So, yes, we're just about right at the quarter pole. And as we look at it, the Penguins still not in playoff position, right? Um, Bruins, Panthers, Wings, top three in the Atlantic as of Wednesday morning. Rangers, Canes, Flyers in the Metro. Talk about those aforementioned flyers in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Leafs and Lightning, the wild cards in the East, because everybody else in the Metro is stacked up just outside of wild card position. From the Washington Capitals at 22 points all the way down to the Pens at 21 points, you've got five teams. Uh huh. Caps, Isles, Sabres, Devils, Pens. Uh, so the wild card positioning, not extremely far out of reach, but you're still not there, which is not a good thing for the Penguins right now. Western Conference, uh, well, it would be different if the Pens were in the West. Let's be honest, they would be uh, just a point out of playoff position rather than the four that they are now. Uh, Vegas, Vancouver, and the Kings in the Pacific. Colorado, Dallas, and Winnipeg in the Central with St. Louis and Nashville also out of the Central sitting in wildcard position right now. That's out West. But as for, speaking of the Western Conference and the Nashville Predators, who sit in that final Western Conference playoff spot after their overtime win against the Pens. Quickly talk about Tuesday night's game. 
sloppy to start, or not sloppy to start. I shouldn't say sloppy. I don't think the Penguins were necessarily sloppy early on against Nashville. What I think is they just weren't as buttoned up as they should be, especially coming off some of the games that they've won recently. I think back to Saturday night against Toronto. Really well-played game by the Pens against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, in that they played, what have I said now for a few weeks, what they need to do, play good old-fashioned, boring hockey. And that's what they did in that 3-2 win over the Leafs. It was good old-fashioned, boring hockey. Safe hockey, for lack of a better way to put it. You know, if you... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply followed this podcast or followed me on Twitter at the Chris Mack for any length of time, you know that I put a lot of stock in what Jesse Marshall of the athletic has to say. And it was interesting that when the pens looked like they were putting things together a few weeks ago, Jesse pointed out that they were playing a different four check, not just playing a different four check, but a decidedly different four check than what they've done for the past half decade. And one that was much more well-suited to what are their skills now. They are not the fastest team in the league anymore. They cannot simply forecheck other teams into oblivion and into turnover after turnover deep in their uh, offensive zone. The Penguins have to play a little more passive on the forecheck. Let teams' mistakes come to them rather than getting too aggressive and leaving the neutral zone wide open. In fact, the Penguins should be the team... Using an open neutral zone in transition to attack the other way. We've seen that work uh, many times for them this year. In particular with the addition of Eric Carlson on the back end. They've got a phenomenal ability to not force turnovers way back deep in their own defensive zone. And then have to break it out, skate it out. But to force turnovers high in their own defensive zone or in the neutral zone. And then bang, take it back the other way. Carlson. Great at that. Latang still good at that. Uh, and you know they have the offensive talent to do that, especially with Crosby, Gensel, and Rust, who are still playing otherworldly. Had a great night against Nashville, and Rust returned to the lineup after missing a few games. Uh, Brian Rust, that entire line continues to be really the key to the entire thing for this team. As long as that line is producing, they've got a shot because outside of that line producing and the occasional spark from the third line, what else are you getting offensively from this team? Not enough. Evgeny Malkin did get his first goal against a goalie. Had that empty netter uh, last week. His first goal against a tended net, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, um, in Nashville. That's a good thing. But that was his first in three weeks, uh, almost three weeks of that sort, not on an empty net. And that's because they got it in transition. Right, Everybody was on the move in that play. Riley Smith with a great setup. But other than that, the second line, worst line on the ice last night. And especially in what I would call the half court, right? When set up in the offensive zone, that second line continues to struggle at even strength. And they're just not good enough often enough, especially the second line. 
at even strength in the half court, as I'll call it, again, when they're set up in the offensive zone. This team has to make way too much happen in transition. And even the top line has had their issues uh, in what, again, I'll call the half court. They're really the only one continuously generating offense uh, once puck possession is sustained in the offensive zone. All that said, they've got to focus on defense first more often. They just do. They didn't do that often enough, early enough against Nashville last night. And that's why they were down to nothing very early on. Uh, also more physicality in front of their own net. I'm going to point that out again, Marcus Pedersen. I'm going to go through again, quarter pole grades for each player on the roster, each coach, and even all the way up to Kyle Dubas in just a couple of minutes. I'm going to give you a little uh, teaser here. Marcus Pedersen is going to get a good grade overall. He's played very well. He's been a Excellent fit with Eric Carlson, but one thing he needs to do, and it's why he won't get a perfect grade from me, is be more physical in front of his own net. Uh, you, you see, both of the early goals scored by Nashville last night were the result of loose pucks in front of the net, and that can't continue to happen. It just can't. Redeem Zahorna. In one of those instances, just standing right outside of his own crease, not doing anything as a loose puck bounced off of Tristan Jari. Jari was screened at the time. I initially took some Jari to task a bit for each of those two goals. The first one ended up being a deflection. Um, so not really on him. I don't think anything you could do about it. The second one, again, a loose puck in front. Maybe you can argue about the rebound, but I won't. I'll talk about having to clear bodies out from in front of the net. I thought Jari actually played pretty well. A couple big saves in the third period, in fact, to keep it a tie game and give the Penguins the opportunity to tie it up. But on both of those McCarran goals, there's there's traffic in front and nobody's doing anything to physically eliminate that traffic, up to and including Marcus Pedersen and Big Z, Redeem Zahorna, who I'm also going to give a really good grade to, but has not played physical enough, which is why he doesn't get a perfect grade. So all of that said, now, Tampa on Thursday and two huge games this coming weekend uh, wraps around the weekend, Saturday night at home against the Flyers and then Monday night in Philly, a huge home and home series with the surprisingly good Flyers to this point, right? You want to gain playoff position on a team that people didn't think would be even in the conversation for a playoff spot. Now's the time to do it. Yep, against those Philadelphia Flyers. You want to gain ground on a team who's actually in a playoff spot right now? You do it Thursday night against the Lightning. So some opportunities for the Penguins coming up 